outside. We couldn't see it from our vantage point. Welcome to episode three of Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. I'm Joe Murata and alongside Michael Quinn. And what we're here to do today is talk to you about wrestling, retro wrestling, things we remember and some things we wish we didn't. We have over 40 years of combined fandom. And we're here to, years. And we're here to talk to you about it. Quinn, how you doing today? Good to be back with you this week. I'm good. Another week, another time to talk about wrestling. Another time huh? to talk about wrestling. Folks, we have some great topics in store for you. I only know two of them, and Quinn only knows two of them, and we're going to reveal them to each other as we do this. That's correct. I'm going to open today, Quinn, with okay. for a missed opportunity. This is one that it's not something that they did. Okay. It's something I wish they had done. So a little fantasy booking, no? Yeah, I guess we'll call this fantasy booking. That's not my favorite thing to do, but this one really, to me is something um, that I think they could have done, and it really would have been cool. I'm going to set the stage a little bit, as I usually do. You do that. 1995 was uh, what we would call the diesel era. It's the crappy era. It is the apex of the, oh, new, it's of, crappy. of the new generation, which really, it was not a fun time if you weren't around back then to be a wrestling fan. And it coincidentally, was... my first year. It was so your... I started at the bottom, huh? You did start to the bottom, and guess what? Now you're here. Yep. And um, <laughs> I uh, I had started watching in the middle of 1994, so I was well into the thick of wrestling by the time the new generation right. Diesel era hit. And, uh, of course, at the time, Diesel, you know, was like a big deal to me. I loved him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Looking back, I was like, what was I thinking? I, you know, I think I was the same with, with the Diesel. I, I thought he was the first champion I encountered. So, you know, to me, it was like, Diesel, like, oh, okay, he's he must be really good. But you know, when I look back at it, it, it there's so many problems with it with the whole Diesel thing. There's you a know? ton of problems with it, and you know, they got me hook, line, and line and sinker here because at Survivor Series '94, my favorite, the champion when I started watching, right, was Bret Hart. Yes, he was, and of course, he loses to crappy old crazy Bob Backlund so or Shawn Michaels as I knew him. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole different. That's a story. whole another story, though. <laughs> when Bob Backlund was Shawn Michaels, it was a whole thing, right? Um, so. I was new, people. You were. And um, so, of course, I'm mad, right? Uh, And then I hear on Raw the following Monday that Diesel beat Bob Backlund for the world title. And, okay, what was the the deal with that, by the way? Not to diverge off too much, but why? Why did they not do that on TV? I think they did it to kind of either build um, for the surprise element or, you know, I have no good But yeah, you no know what? If you think about it, idea, they Quinn. give us Backlund on pay per view that, like, old man Backlund, but Big Diesel, who they hype, the new generation king, he's not even on TV. I know. And then, of course, he has that crappy draw. The, the match is good, but the draw with Bret Hart, which, Ugh. of course, I was mad as a kid because I just wanted Bret to win the title back. Right. And after that, I was like, fine, I'll just jump on the Diesel bandwagon. Anyway, I'm totally digressing right. here. What did, what did you want to see, Jeff? I think now, looking back, they should have turned Razor Ramon heel and had him feud with Diesel. You know, I can agree and disagree with you on that. All right, let's hear it. Okay. On the agree point, Razor was the natural foil, I think, because for Diesel. 
Not necessarily Bret Hart. Obviously, it was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But Razor was a guy, he was kind of like Diesel. Big dude. Um, they had been opponents before. Opponents before. Extremely popular with the fans. Pretty much, you know, for me at the time, I felt that the big four at that point in time were really Diesel, right. Razor, Bret, right. and Shawn. And Maybe right. the Undertaker too. Maybe the Undertaker, but the Undertaker, you know, he's the phenom, he's the entity, he's right. the, he's kind of just there, right? He was just there. But the, but the, as far as the big competitors go, I would say it was definitely Razor Ramon was one of those guys. So, I will say yes. Um, turning him heel would set him up to face Diesel. I thought that would have been great. Right. On the other hand, yeah, he was so popular, and you have to remember there wasn't a lot going on. Somebody had to carry that mid-card. I, I would not want to have Jeff Jarrett be by himself down there against who the hell knows. I get that, but when you look what, at... What, against the one, two, three kid? I guess so, yeah. Um, that's your mid-card. Never yeah. drew a dime. <laughs> that doesn't sound so good, I'll be yeah. honest with you. But, you know, one thing they definitely could have done if they had turned Razor heel is imagine Razor Ramon versus... Diesel instead of Sid versus Diesel. That would have been so much right. better. Match quality. Yes, I agree. The match would have been better. Plus, they were the click. You know, they worked right. together really well. They tried against each and other. Maybe they felt. Um, I you know I don't know what they felt. They they put Razor against Sean at SummerSlam that year. They wanted to repeat that. Yeah, you know who that was supposed to be. It was supposed to be Sean versus Sid initially, and they they like. I think they for, changed it. I think they changed it because they realized it was a crappy card. Who was Diesel fighting at that? I don't even remember. That was like I and I watched that. I don't even remember. I think I remember Bertha Faye versus Alondra Blaze yeah, at that, that and like Sean versus Razor. Razor on the ladder match too. Let me just put it this way: uh, Purple. Oh no! Oh yeah, Mabel. Mabel oh. or Big Daddy V and Big Daddy whatever v, you want to call him. Himself, Vistra, yeah. yeah. So man, that was. Okay, yeah, that wasn't very good. That wasn't very good, and I really, just looking back, you know, if you think about the match quality that you might have had and the intensity of a feud between the two Click members, not that they would have said that on screen, but yeah, that would have been, Sid was terrible in 95. Right, but would, okay, so you have a limited roster here, right? Yes. Because of how it's 95, right? <laughs> yes. Would you have preferred that Sid face Sean, maybe not in a ladder match, but at SummerSlam, Maybe I don't know. Somehow make the intercontinental belt appear on Sid some in some form or fashion, so Sean gets his big victory as you're building him up for WrestleMania the following year, and then you have Razor versus Diesel as your main event. So instead of Sean versus Jeff Jarrett, like yeah, well so that would have still happened at the in your house. Okay, I'm saying I don't know. Maybe you have um, Sid costume it or something. I don't know. I'm just basically a way to get it there so that it's Sid versus Sean. For the Intercontinental Belt, not a ladder match though. Not, of course. So not, would have broken not, his leg. Yeah, his 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 knees of greatness. There, they're terrible. <laughs> knees of greatness. knees of greatness. <laughs> I don't know what to call him, but I'll, anytime I think of Sid, the first thing that comes to mind is the time he had the jelly foot in uh, WCW. Oh, that's brutal, folks. Yeah. If you don't know this one, in January of two thousand one, Sid was doing some kind of top rope move. He was doing like a jump kick off the top rope to in like jeans Scott or something or to something. Scott Steiner. And yeah. Broke his leg and it like, but it looked all. like you know like Kathy Bates in the movie. Um, what's that? What's the mo the movie where she she gets the guy in the place and she holds him hostage? Oh, um, uh, misery. Misery. James James. Conn. You know when she when she 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 takes his his knees out or yes, whatever. Yes, disgusting. It looks like that. Like 
if it was actually like it was jelly in that movie I heard was they put in his shoes. Okay. That's what Sid's leg looks like. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. It's really gruesome. I mean, right. honestly, for a wrestling industry uh, injury. So that's one thing I would have done with Razor Ramon. It's bad for our industry. It is bad for our industry. I mean, what are we going to do without Sid? (laughs) He did come back, though, a few years ago. Remember that? Yeah. For one match against... uh, You know, I always thought Sid gets a bad rap, to be honest with you. Uh, I like Sid. I like Sid, but I like him in 96. Yeah, I like him pretty much any year but 95. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I liked when he used to do the the thing where he would pound the fans' hands and go, who's the man? Like, uh, that thing. Didn't Vader do who's the man? No, he would do it, too. Go look back. He say, who's the man? You're doing a Vader impression. No, he goes, who's the man? Vader's like, you know, he's he runs around and says, who's the man? He, uh, you can't see because it's audio, but I'm, like, shuffling my arms he here. He is. I can see yeah. this. That's way, what folks, Vader does. We're both in the room together here. And oh, I know a lot yeah. of podcasts are, you know, and which is nothing wrong with. People are doing this uh, through the internets, I think it is. The yeah, internets. The internets. Yeah. Which didn't really exist when what we're talking about. No, here. so we're in the room together on our uh, tape recorder, is how right. we're doing this, obviously. Yeah, yeah the tape recorder. <laughs> we watch our VHS tapes. Yeah, I, we got one on right now. Yeah. No, no we're just kidding. Um, but we are in the room together, and so I, Quinn was definitely doing um, the Vader impression. A or very the good, truffle shuffle, whatever. The truffle shuffle, yeah. fine, that, that works. Yeah. And it was a good one, too. So, or even, I didn't mention this, but what if Razor Ramon sold out to DiBiase? Think about that. Ooh, that's a good one, actually. <clears throat> and that makes that. sense. The guy with all the gold chains, now he can add more gold chains to his Exactly. Collection. But uh, you don't have to say that. They can say that, and they have him wearing more gold or something. They don't have to make a big thing about he it. He could wear the razor golden tights that he sometimes wore yes. more often. Right. Yeah. Because the, the thing is, folks, Razor Ramon was never really a scrupulous character to begin well, he with. he called himself the bad guy, you know? Yeah, and he was like a, you know, he was a heel for his first year. Yes, he was. And he was, a, like, a slimy heel. He kind of sucked, though. As, as, a, as a wrestler? In general during that time. Yeah. You know, like, I don't really remember fondly the 90, Razor Ramon character as a heel. 92 Razor Ramon? Like, yeah, no one, no one cares. No one likes that version team of Razor o, we, Ramon. We were talking about that. His team of Ric Flair and all this. That was a yeah. weird team. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. The The thing with Razor Ramon as it, were, as, as it worked out in 95... Um, was disappointing to me as a kid because he lost the title in 95 to Jarrett. That's when I would have had him, like, snap and turn heel. Okay, yeah, and he could see why. DiBiase could say, you know, you need help. Like, the roadie interfered. We don't want that to happen again. One, two, three, kid ain't cutting it. And then he turns on the kid or Sean or somebody. Well, it happens in reverse. The kid goes to DiBiase. Oh, yeah, because Sean was a heel. Yeah, the kid could go to DiBiase. And the crybaby man... They That's just 96. wasted Razor. You know what? That is a missed. He was he's feuding with the one two three kid in a put a diaper on a match and thing. Yeah, that was an endless feud that started in like September ninety five. So it yeah. went on six months and it wasn't good or anything. You know, it's true. It's true. I, yeah, you know they did really mess up with Razor. They could have done more. In ninety five, yeah, yeah, definitely without question, and it probably just would have been for the better because. Maybe you would have gotten a little top-heavy, but, you know, you had Sid, and you you could, if you didn't position the kid as a baby, like, you could have done something with him as a as a central mid-carder. Yeah. As a main-line mid-carder. I mean, honestly, and they also, you know, they, they I don't know what they did with The Undertaker in 95. I mean, he was just fighting fat guys in the corporation the whole year, I felt I think, like. Well, didn't he have something with them? Oh, Paul Bear turned on him. 
No, that was 96. Oh, my God, really? Yes. Oh, sh- He's wow. He's the Kama and the King Kong Bundy and the... King Kong. The, the, the King I, Kong. The King Kong Bundy and the <laughs> IRS Rotundo Man. Was it the Million Dollar Corporation the whole year? It yeah. didn't, it didn't but, go that far. Yeah, it? until until the end of the year, and then it was Mabel. Remember Mabel crushed his face, and he had, like, the That's why mask. he had the face thing? Yes. I thought it was something else, but, No, yeah. it was Mabel. The face thing. Yeah, the facial appliance. Why did people think that would look like... Like he's so scary. Like they remember how they made the mask? It looked like he was like Phantom of the Opera or something. <laughs> that, remember that? That was the point. Yeah. That's stupid. It was kind of a cool mask, no? Yeah, but okay. So he wears. This is what always got me about his like Phantom of the Opera mask. Yeah. He wears like the white Phantom of the Opera mask, but he has the purple on still. He should have had the gray. He never went back to the gray except that one match at WrestleMania 13. Yeah, because he was, like, paying homage or something. To his, Whatever JR he, said. <laughs> Wait, did he? Yeah, he's he did, like, right? oh, by God, he's paying homage to his first WWF title <laughs> match. You know, something like that. Which he was a heel in, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, he does mention that or something. I believe you. Um, or maybe it's maybe it's Vince. Maybe I'm interchanging. Was JR on commentary at that? The three of them. Vince, JR, and King. Yeah, remember King's like, get that drunk in the jacket! (laughs) Shamrock referee match. Oh, right, right. You know, that match, that famous match where Shamrock was the ref, you know. Oh, yeah, that one. (laughs) The one where that's what it's famous for. Yeah. (laughs) Look it up. Shamrock Shamrock referee referee match. match. (laughs) That's what what everyone looks like. The big shamrock referee. <laughs> and his, like, tight referee shirt. Very impressive. He gives Shawn Michaels a run for his money with that get-up. The referee. Yeah. Get up. I mean, Michaels with the... He had no sleeves. True. Michaels has the four-inch bicycle shorts, usually, when he's the <laughs> guest ref. Remember when he was, like, this guest ref in this Hayabusa versus fake Hayabusa match in Japan in 99? Oh, I think you showed me we that. Flight. That was weird. That was really weird. Yeah, (laughs) I know we're getting a little off topic here, but there's only so much to be said for 1995. Right, 1995 Razor, but... Yeah, and before we go to break here, I would like to take this opportunity to, first of all, thank uh, Scott Keith and the Blog of Doom Ah, for giving us a shout-out. Thank you, Scott. Um, You can find us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. We are not only on iTunes now, we are also on Google Play. We're on the Google Play. And if so, if you're still listening to us on SoundCloud directly, you don't have to. Right, you so have options. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. You can go to the iTunes or the Google. Leave us a review one way or another. We'd appreciate that. Or subscribe if you want to get the ne- the next episode, you know, yeah, like without having to really think about it. They're going to be coming out weekly, folks. Quinn and I have got, uh, you know, like I've said, over 40 years of combined fandom. 40 years. And we've known each other for over 17 years. So yeah. we've got a lot to say here. A lot to talk about. And before we say more, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be back right after this. I'm going to show you all exactly where Lex Luger is going to try to win the World Wrestling Federation Championship right here in the middle of the American dream. Well, keep on dreaming, Lex Luger, because if this is what you stand up for, if this is what you're proud of, these crumbling buildings, this filth, this pollution, look at this. This building is crumbling like America is crumbling. Some people have a deep, abiding respect for the natural beauty that was once this country. And some people don't. People start pollution. People can stop it. What in the hell is he doing here? I don't know! And we're back here on our vantage point. 
the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Quinn, it's time for our next segment. This is Overrated. This is where uh, Quinn's going to tell me something he thinks is overrated. Uh, yes, I am. Oh, boy. So what? you know how last week you threw that WCW 97 at me, right? Oh, boy. Yeah? Well, I thought we kind of go in the same vein. And I think you might be a little perturbed as I was last week. But let's have some fun with it. All right, let's have some okay. fun with it. I feel that WWF 94 is a little overrated. Really? Yeah, you know what? First of all, it has a couple bad things going for it. It's got it's sandwiched in between two turd years in <laughs> ni- 93 and 95, which puts a lot of leak over in in there from both ends. Leak over. Right. It's got the poo coming from January, from December into coming January. In one end and, and then, out the other. And it's got the, 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 fl- the flush of the poo from 95 hitting up into December of... Your King Kong Bundys, your yeah, Henry yeah. Godwins, etc. And that's another thing. I think the roster's kind of still weak. I mean, I know you're a little partial to it. But I started watching then. I, I'll say this. WrestleMania 10 is good. Without question, WrestleMania 10 is good, but that's the bright spot of it. You have your moments on each of the pay-per-views, but there's a lot of junk. Like There, there is. There is a lot of... Undertaker died. The Undert- I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the whole Undertaker dying thing. And then, like, I know we, like, in a nostalgia factor, you have, like, a soft spot for, like, <laughs> you know, like, we do, we all do, a, like, the whole Leslie Nielsen looking for the yeah, Undertaker. That's, no, like, that's stupid, though. It's stupid, it's but, stupid. I mean, we look back at it in, like, ha-ha, nostalgic, it's funny, or whatever. Yeah. But it's dumb. Like, for, like, a serious storyline, and not to mention, like, the other Undertaker, like... That was bad. I mean, that was a horrible He's angle. not even good. What about, what about, okay, fine. The Brett Owen feud is great. The Brett Owen feud is great, but that's their lead feud, too. It should be great. Okay, fair right? point. Fair but point. there isn't a lot much. And there's also weird stuff, which this is another one where we lo- we think it's really funny, but it really, like, shouldn't be acceptable in any t- type. Uh, and I'm going to bring it up. Art, Art Donovan at oh. King of the Ring. <laughs> oh, how much does that guy weigh? I mean, it's funny. I'm not going to lie. Art Donovan, King of the Ring, 94. It's very funny. It's amazing. It is that is a weird pay per view. It's amazing for a couple of reasons because he asked the same questions: who, how much does this guy weigh, oh, over and over that again. That's all he wanted to know, I think. And it's funny you showed this to me before this became like a popular thing. Oh, on I was internet. all on top of this. Yeah, like, you and I both. Yeah, it's on like Botchamania and stuff now, but like I was on top of it. I mean, yeah, maybe a lot of people were, but I, rem- I definitely was. I remember you showing that to me like in the early two thousands, yeah. like before oh, you yeah. know the internet was as big. Even oh yeah, definitely, like, and like. I, I thought it was ridiculous. I think I actually made your illegal uh, copy of that tape for you. Did you? That came well, from don't me. say that. The WWF might be hearing. <laughs> if they are, hi. Yeah, hi. <laughs> hey, but, Vince. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you made me a copy of that tape, and I watched it, and I couldn't believe it. It's bad. And and they also have to, like, shoo him off, like, halfway through the show. Halfway through the show, Gorilla starts blatantly not acknowledging him He anymore. starts talking, and none of them... Well, for, Savage well, it, is nice it, to him. It starts well that that ignoring stuff. It starts off with Savage, Savage is the is only nice. one being nice to him. Yes, but then he starts getting really like antsy. He's like, like he'll be like, Randy, hey, Randy, Randy, yeah. Randy. Hey, Randy. yes, Art Donovan. 
Yeah, like it's all true. like mad, and then by the by, like the last couple matches, both of them just not even listening to anything. That's true, and, and not to mention, I I don't know, you know, Vince was on this big new generation kick right then. Hogan had just signed with WCW like days before the pay per view, right. right? And I'm sure they knew that was coming. And Vince is all on his high horse. Vince meaning the WWF promotional machine, all on their high horse about the new generation, the new right. generation. What was the main event of that of that pay per view? Which which one? King of the Ring '94. King of the Ring '94. Was it the final? No. Was it? Um, it wasn't the Owen Hart thing. No. Man. Oh, wait a sec. Yes. It involves two men in their forties. I'm blanking. What was the main event of that? Exactly, Roddy Piper. Oh God. Versus. King, right? King. Oh God, I didn't realize that was the main event. I always think of that event. maybe because I try to block it out because I think of the good things at that pay per view. You know, Brett Diesel is very good. Yeah, like they're like, and that's Some what the, yeah. that's kind of what I'm saying with '94. It's like there's so much garbage. Yeah. That like I'm not even remembering, but like the highlights are good, but they're not enough of them. Let's put it that way. Well, I'll give you this. It is certainly um, not as good as maybe like your 1992. Right. '92 is good. Consistently, for the yeah, most part, and it's I mean, a good even year. if you think back to those times, right? There's a lot of jobber nonsense on superstars and whatnot, but nothing's like just. It just seems soulless. Ninety four well, to me, I don't know. It, it there's something about it that just doesn't rub me the right way. Well, I don't know how you wanted to get rubbed. I thought it was a pretty good year. <laughs> Uh, folks, what do you think? Tweet at us. Get on the Twitter and let us know. Or you can email us. Yeah, ovppodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let but, us know. What, what do you think of 94? Have you watched it? What do you think? Were you a fan at the time? Are you watching it retrospectively, maybe on the WWE Network? Yeah. And uh, you know what? I wanted to make one more point Go about ahead. 94 before we, sure. we got off of it. But um, It's your floor, Quinn. I it's think- all you. The Raws during that time. Oh, they suck. They suck, but not only that, they're like, you know how like Vince likes to like bust ECW about being in like bingo halls and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but Vince was in like aircraft carriers. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like <laughs> he's the, in like gymnasium. Yeah, the out the atmosphere is awful. Like I sw- okay, I sw- this isn't '94, but this is very close to '94. The first live event I ever went to, mm. and. Maybe New Jersey people will get this more, but at the same time, just by what I'm going to say, you're yeah, going to kind of get, get you'll kind of get the point. Um, the first ever live WWF event I ever went to was in 1995. The main event was, and they they advertised the crap out of this in my neighborhood. Um, King Kong Bundy versus Fire Jacket Bam Bam Bigelow, oh. and. Guess and? where this took place? Oh, I know where it took place. It took place in something called the Sayreville High School Gymnasium. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> and it had no air conditioning, oh. if I recall. Uh, they, I remember they had to stretcher someone out for dehydration. No. Yes. That Maybe really... it was out of boredom. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the WWF was like back then. It, it was. It was. It was. Some sorry times. Right. I mean... I was a kid. I don't know how much my dad paid to get us in there, but I'm going to major to say 5 to $10 each. Were you ringside? We weren't ringside, but we were, like, on the bleachers. But it's one of those places where, like, it's, a it's, it's a high school gymnasium, so they're really – you can't say the good thing is there is no bad seat in the house. Right. Yeah. It's probably a lot of wet seats in the house. Yeah, a lot of wet, sweaty seats in the house. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so that's another thing with 94. You watch those Raws and they, they, look, look, they look like they're in a Sayreville High School gymnasium. I've always said anytime in a WWF show when you can see the ceiling. Yes, <laughs> yes. That, you can see the air ducts and like the, right. the that ceiling gi- fans. That, that gives you that indie feel. Like, like there's certain indie stuff where... I see people almost hitting like the light bulbs yeah. hanging. I've from seen the it happen. Yeah, like I've seen people. Yeah, I've also seen people knock them out, but I've seen them actually knock people out. But, but the recognized leader in sports entertainment shouldn't right. be doing that. Which they say, I believe, in their openings during that time period. Recognized leader, the rec- revolutionary force, maybe is one revolutionary of them. force, something like that. So my verdict on ninety four you know. is this: um, there is a lot of crap. I I agree with that. WrestleMania 10 is a, a very good pay-per-view because, I mean, A, it's got two really good matches. It saved them, for the most part, at that point. If they had not delivered their WrestleMania 10, the big X pay-per-view, like, you know, Roman numeral, you know, yeah. I I honestly don't know where they would have been. Cause, and that's, again, where we were talking about the Zahorian trial. Like, that was kind of coming off. We were Vince still... was about to... He was indicted. He was about to be on trial. He himself. Yeah, and we're we're in the thick of it. If WrestleMania ten didn't deliver, they're yeah, really they're really lucky. Yeah, I mean, because King of the Ring was for the most part a crap fest. It had I a mean, good Owen Hart one two three kid match. Yes, if I that was good. But some of the stuff, like was okay, you said, but Piper King in the main event. Yeah, and the Brett Diesel match is good, but it ultimately uh, out of all the matches they had, that's that's a forgettable one. It was good. Yeah, it was a good match. Right. Commentary is weird. Yeah. It, it, overall, it's got a weird feel. But SummerSlam '94, actually, I'd say, and this isn't my underrated. SummerSlam '94 is pretty. I mean, the Undertaker versus Undertaker overshadows everything, unfortunately. Yeah. But it's got a really good Razor Diesel match. Okay. For the yeah. IC title, a really good Alondra Blaze Bull Nakano match, and that's true. you know I love Bull. I'm a yeah, big Bull Yeah, I know Nakano you're a big fan. Bull Nakano fan, and and of course but, the cage match, Brown. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good card. Survivor it's a good series. card. What even happened at that Survivor Series? I don't... I, when I was thinking to present this to you, I was trying very hard to remember Survivor Series 94. Like, a lo- like really hard. One of like, the matches is the king and his three midget kings against Doink, Ding, that, Pink, and That Wink. was the only... And you know what? That's the only one I... I all sad. I could remember in my brain was Doink, Ding, Pink, and Wink. Okay. That was it. Well, how about this? Chuck Norris was there. Why? I don't know why. Wow. Chuck Norris was the special enforcer for the casket rematch between Undertaker oh, and Yokozuna. Yeah. Purple I gotta taker. go back. I don't want to, but I need to go back and watch no, this you don't. stuff. No? <laughs> no, only because maybe maybe I'm not giving 94 a fair shake. But at the same time, you know, like, I, you share my network account, and I see, because we live in the same house, so I see what you watch. And I'm when I see the screenshots of the Raws you're watching... They look terrible. They're awful. Yeah. No, I'm not going to make any... Yeah. It's embarrassing, actually. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> but I did watch SummerSlam 94 recently. That's a, overall a pretty good card. It's not great. Pretty yeah. good. It's, Survivor Series is not good. Right. And that's when we start to veer into 95 territory. Yeah. And I wouldn't even... You know, I would say that the Royal Rumble 94... The Rumble itself, I kind of don't like it. I really hate the tie thing. The I Rumble never match, liked, yeah, I it's never not a good match. I never liked that. I didn't either. That That's silly. Plus, the fans clearly want Brett to win. I right. mean, maybe that's why they did that, to experiment with who, the, who they was They wanted more to over. see, but I hate it. I still hate it. It's, I do, too. It's not good. No, and the card isn't great, either. No. Honestly, it's not a good card. No. Razor Moon IRS 
I'm oh really... god, yes, that. Tatanka Bam Bam is okay, not great. Mm. The Brett, once again, Brett Hart. Brett Hart's like the star of '94, literally. He's a star. He, he delivered. He's the workhorse of the company. Him and, and Michaels, that's, and that's fine. Yeah, but I don't know '94. But do you think anyone's overrated? Overrated? Uh, maybe people do have some kind of I inflated nostalgia. They for do it. because I think they look at WrestleMania 10 and they just say, "Well, that's 1994." Like, yeah, and it's certainly not. That's it's, true. It's very much not. For instance, Typhoon came back that year. Ugh. After Earthquake there's left just a lot that of, year. There's just a lot of problems. Bastion Booger was still around. Was it? You know, yes. I was going to say, I think of him in 94, but I thought I was just thinking of 93. No, he was still there in 94. Okay. There was a lot of bads. Well done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well done with uh, Mr. Dunn. Mr. Dunn. And Timothy Mr. Well. Mr. Well. And Stephen Dunn, managed yes. by Harvey Whippleman. You see, you see how this is, though? It's like... So much of it is forgettable. Like ninety four, yeah. There's so much stuff I can't recall. Oh no, I, I and agree. I'm usually good with ninety five. Even you're crappy great with ninety. 90 f- you're great with ninety five. Even with crappy ninety three, but ninety four, it gets this inflated like oh, because WrestleMania ten. It's like of course I remember WrestleMania ten, but the rest of it I just kind of hate and I don't really watch. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I think it's time to get right into underrated. I agree. And I think uh, you're you're, and I, I didn't plan it this way. Um, you're gonna get. I could I could smell <laughs> the distaste. Oh boy! Already from over here, from <laughs> what I'm about to say. I think WrestleMania Nine is underrated. Oh, oh yeah. That is my most hated WrestleMania. Probably behind this last year's WrestleMania. Don't let's not even go there. Yeah. I love WrestleMania 9. I can't stand it. I love it. Now, I am I am aware of the ridiculousness of the togas. Okay, gonna, people always want to say yeah. Foremost. The togas, the togas, fine. I get it's it. It's awful. It's a theme. It's a theme, but when did WrestleMania need a theme? Before that. When did we need costumes for WrestleMania? I'd still take it over Kid Rock concerts in the middle of them or whatever the hell they've done I, in recent you know, years. I can get that even now because that's the celebrity factor and it's music. And and it, live music in a big arena Come is on. a thing. They want to make it seem like it's a bigger deal. Yeah, that's well, all. They fail. I understand they're picking Kid Rock after, like, he's, like, long since popular. Right. But there's got to be people who like Kid Rock. I'm sure there's people who listen to this podcast who like Kid Rock. Vince is probably still trying to book Johnny Cash. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. So, back to 1993 and WrestleMania 9. I know, Quinn, you hate all things 1993 for the most part when it comes to wrestling on both sides, each promotion. Right. Um, As we said last week. Yeah. I love that pay-per-view i'm gonna tell you why i'll, I'll make my case for it real okay. quick and then you can feel free to disagree okay, as i'm sure I will you will remain silent and briefly for briefly, that yeah go, go ahead first of all i love the commentary team and now you know people might say well you know who cares about commentary and some people don't i feel like commentary can really really help uh something sound better enhance your viewing experience i, I agree and your listening with experience right but bad commentary can detract from a good event Good commentary can enhance a bad event. Agreed. Okay, so JR, even though he's wearing a toga, all that crap, JR, Savage, and Heenan are funny there, and they put the storylines over and they do a good job. The Michael Tatanka match, I don't like Tatanka, you know that. You don't yep. like Tatanka. 
Mm-hmm. We both like Shawn Michaels. It's not like some great match, but it's certainly not like any worse than Michaels' match with Tito Santana from the year before. It's a solid opener. Okay. It's a solid opening match. Fair. It's not great. Solid. Yes. I don't do the star rating thing, but I don't know. If I did two and a half, three stars, maybe. Okay. And I, I don't have a big problem with that match. Right. It's a pretty good match. Yeah. Um, the Head Shrinker Steiners is actually a pretty good tag team match that people seem to forget because it's at WrestleMania 9. Right. It's okay. It Again, it's not anything that's going to blow you out of the water, blow your mind, right. but it's a decent match. Now, and then, of course, things get a little tricky here because you have Crush Doink. Oh. Well... Yes, yet the yes and no on that. That is fun to me. Evil Doink is one of the best characters they did during that time period. There's no doubt. I agree. Matt I agree doink. with you on the Evil Doink. Um, yeah. And I and I I said I wasn't gonna cut you Go off ahead. here, no, but no, no, you know, okay. just, I looks it. We're we're going here. So that whole thing is to me like the Evil Doink stuff is great. I love it. But we're veering on a little too ridiculous with it because of magic and, like, weirdness. Come on. Like, but they had a blindfold match two years before at a WrestleMania that's pretty well to regarded. Me, to me, Evil Doink, all he should be he is awesome. Matt Bourne in ECW as Evil Doink. Yeah, but you can't. That's hindsight being twenty twenty. and everything. Hindsight twenty twenty. yes, but I liked the more overtly evil stuff. It almost reminiscent of the Repo Man when he first came in. Early, early, yeah. Repo when man. he could smash Before windows was and be crazy, yeah. yeah. Check the check out those promos. Yeah, he's like folks. violent. Yeah, like it was it, cool. it's kind of scary, but yeah, yeah. Evil Doink, I don't know. I kind of just Matt Bourne did such a good job. He with did the such a good though. job, and it's just like I don't know. That's when it starts to. I thought the whole build up is good. Him being a big jerk to fans and stuff, and like then he that. hits Crutch with his fake arm. Yeah, but then when there's two of them, like that's fun. It's the joke is that everyone knows there's two, but Bobby Heenan is putting it right, over Bobby like it's Heenan's an illusion. Right, Bobby Heenan's calling him David Copperfield and right. all this. But that's regular Bobbyisms. But it's the fans being in on the joke. Like clearly, there's two of them. And since we're talking here, to go back on the commentary team, yeah. for one second, since yes. it kind of plays into this, Fine. I think it's an awkward commentary team. I'm sorry. Okay. Like, um, I like it. Just it. needed like Jr. is not yet there as far as a, in the WWE he doesn't Heenan. fit he's still WCW JR like you could have still had Vince there or even Gorilla's on like the hosting duties or yeah. radio WWE or no, something hosting. he yeah. was the host he's the host why could it just be Gorilla Savage and Bobby they were trying to get Gorilla you or, know into or, for, a... or for that matter why can't Savage just be wrestling that would have been great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to continue my case here, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. So the match itself, the Crush Doink match, I know that's not good, but, you know, I'm not Dave Meltzer. I don't care about star ratings. It's a funny thing. I mean, the match is terrible, but it's eight minutes of your life terrible. Okay. You know, and it's funny because of the second Doink, which, by the way, was Steve Kern, Skinner. Was Steve Kern eventually, like, another Doink? He only played... I don't know if he wrestled that much as that doink. I can't keep track of all the people who played doink. He didn't replace Matt Bourne, if that's what you mean, no. Yeah. No. He was just kind of like the second doink. He yeah. Didn't, I don't think he really ever that wrestled Like Chris Jericho was doink. Don't no, bring I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't bring... So we're <laughs> men on a mission in the Bushwhackers. Yeah. Um, so... So that match isn't good, but who expects that? Why would you look at Crush versus Doink and expect it to be good? Yeah. You should know what you're getting, is the way I look at it. Razor Ramon Backlund is four minutes. It's inoffensive, and it's funny because Razor Ramon wins, and the crowd cheers, and he's still a heel. It's funny. 
Okay. Inoffensive. I mean, WrestleMania has it's a like bunch big of... It's like Big Happy Bob Backlund. Which, that match yeah. is weird. Like, he, his hair is all puffy. Yeah, he's got the puffy. Yeah, he's and he got the, like... the jacket. Remember the jacket's yes. all puffy, too? He... I... That, ugh. I don't even, like... Why... Can I ask a Why is that at WrestleMania? Like... I mean, that's a fair question, like, Quinn. That's like... A, <laughs> and that's the... That's a big problem with for me with WrestleMania 9 in general. Is it feels like an elongated Raw of that time. It's okay. like it's like it's like a list of featured contests on Raw. Well, I would I would agree with you except for um, Hogan because he never wrestled on Raw. Okay, well Hogan, yes, but they, that was a special thing, and he <laughs> shouldn't have freaking been there in the first that place. That is something that does grind my gears, and now, that's the, a big problem with that paper. That but is I know true. you haven't gotten there yet. But... I'm, I'm going to get right to there. Okay, that is one thing I don't like about it. So again. <laughs> By saying it's underrated, I'm not now immediately praising it as the greatest WrestleMania no, of all time. No, you're just saying that people hate on it for no reason. Or, But I hate on it for a reason, in uh, my opinion. I'm just trying to yeah. narrow it down to, like, what's good, what's bad about it. The Hogan—Hogan uh, Hogan in 93 is one of the most abrasive characters so to watch not, on television. It, it might as well be WCW, like, early yeah. WCW Hogan. Like, it's ticker same, tape parade yeah, Hogan. it's the same the, thing. It's very abrasive. Brutus Beefcake is a— Biggest crony he's ever what been. A cr- yeah, and, and I mean, there's a lot of Hogan cronies. He is number one crony. Beef, beefcake is the biggest Hogan yes, crony. Yes, he is. Who would you who would you who would you say are all the Hogan cronies here? I would say to name them just to have fun. Brian Nobbs is a Hogan crony. He's a big Hogan crony. Probably Jim Duggan is mean a, Hogan Gene's crony. a Hogan crony. Mean Gene. Jimmy Hart was a Hogan crony. Now, do you consider Bobby a Hogan crony since he like followed him there? No, Bobby went there before Hogan. Oh, right, right, right. We said this last week. They were week. friends in real life, but I never got the impression that Bobby was either. sniffing Hogan's ass. I didn't either. I just wanted to throw it out there because he could be labeled that way because yeah. he came over yeah. that way. I don't think so, though. I think Bobby well, was just a, a guy that wanted to keep a job, now, needed you, a job. If you recall the honky-tonk, he was a big crony. He was a crony, yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Um, but Beefcake would still be number one in my book. Oh, no yeah. question well, about he, it. And Typhoon also, sorry. Buffoon. Yeah, Buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Beefcake is the king crony for Hulk Hogan, and it shows extremely at that event. I mean, now aren't they related somehow? No, that's that's not true. <laughs> okay, it's not. They might as well be, but yeah. no, they're not. I uh, thought that it's through no. marriage or some weird thing. No, or through parasailing. Or... I yeah, maybe parasailing, <laughs> <laughs> maybe tanning. Um, so then, what else we got there? We got Lex Luger versus Mister Perfect. That's that should have been better, honestly. Yep, that match. It's not good. Well. Doesn't the great part about that? This is one of the only things that's a highlight for WrestleMania Nine is that it carries over to Ten with that Mister Perfect being yes. the rest thing. That was a nice touch of I've continuity ne- there. It's very rare in WWF in wrestling in general that you get a year long like a subtle continuity like that. Yeah, that was that cool. is one of the best like little nods to the yeah. they don't talk about it just happens perfect screws him and then they're like it's almost like the announcers are like oh yeah they didn't yeah. like each other last that year at wrestlemania funny. like and even with the roles reversed why would they still like each other no like, you know they, they never like, resolve their problem right yeah it, that i'll give it that that's the one thing and them fighting backstage at WrestleMania and then michaels nine. gets involved remember? yeah and then Shawn michaels and, like and... no shirt and jeans <laughs> and like where the hell did this guy come from yeah that's another weird thing about that <laughs> that that's funny and that doesn't lead anywhere right sean no getting sure, involved? They, they fight at SummerSlam. oh 
Mr. Perfect and Sean, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and remember, uh, Perfect calls Sean the Intercontinental title to Marty Jannetty. Right, okay. On that Raw okay. from May. Uh, my mistake, my mistake. So that was a good angle. The match isn't really good. Again, good we're angle. out of my wheelhouse with these years. It's okay. And now we get into the wrestle crap part, you know. Yeah. R.D. Reynolds, if you're listening. <laughs> WrestleCrap.com. Yeah. <laughs> the nice plug there. Giant Gonzalez. And just his oh, name God, alone that, invokes vomit in the hearts of many. That, that, I mean, okay. The one thing I will say, that was the first time I ever saw Giant Gonzalez. Okay, I saw him at the Rumble 93. Right, but I wasn't watching that. So yeah. th- that was the first tape I saw because obviously I wasn't seeking um, 93 tapes. I was. That's but a sad thing. I was, um, the one thing I will say is he's impressive but that as a sight, but that's about it. Right, like the Eiffel Tower is impressive as a right, sight, but like, it could probably wrestle a better match right, than, like against the, Undertaker. The Freedom Tower is an impressive sight, but Absolutely. that's about it, right? Uh, yeah, that match is terrible. It's got a chloroform-soaked <laughs> The chloroform. You know, I still sometimes, anytime like something kind of like that happens, I always speculate I, if it's chloroform. chloroform. I know you do. It's like in the back of my brain yes. forever. I've heard you do Did it. Did they just make that up? Like, or what, do you think that the was, announcers? like, the actual story? Like, it sounds so, like, made up. Like, like somebody just is like, think of a chemical, and they just say it. I don't know, maybe, because you got to imagine, like, what does the live fan think? Like, what he choked him is, with a dish rag? May I ask you a question? I don't really know. What the hell is chloroform? Is it that powerful? Like, it's going to kill you? I, it probably could. Okay. It's a chemical. I don't really, I'm not a chemist. I don't know what chloroform is. I had never heard of it until that. I probably would not know what the hell chloroform is unless I saw that. I think it's what they use to preserve like dead things, isn't it? Oh, is that the joke? Probably. <sighs> I don't, I never thought this oh, much so about it. Oh, that's so stupid. I, I mean, I think that's what it is. I, I think never thought of that. Is. Why didn't you use formaldehyde or something? Maybe, be, no, that's what, that's, yeah. That's, Tweeted us, what's chloroform? Yeah, what the hell's chloroform? I don't feel like looking it up because it's 93 WWF. We don't look stuff up really when we do this. This is kind of all top of the top of the head. I'm not looking up the match listing. This is the. You're off the top of your head. The whole philosophy here is we're just talking about stuff we remember and some things we wish we didn't, apparently. (laughs) As the moniker goes. Yes. And um, so that match is terrible and not even in a star rating way. It's just like, I don't want to watch that. You know what no. I mean? And you know it's what's not even, entertaining. I, we, we forgot one other lame part about that <clears throat> is when the Undertaker comes out on like a like a carriage or with something a with a bird. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? I don't know. It's a bird. It's so weird. It's his bird. And they always show that picture like at like when they're like reminiscing about remember when the Undertaker <laughs> came on a carriage? I don't care. Like that's stupid. And not only that, it's not even. They can't even like, stray from their stupid theme. Like, the carriage has, like, the olive leaves or whatever with the WWF logo on. So you on. remember that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because they show it, like, at other WrestleManias when it, like, opens up and they're, like, and, you know, like, classy Freddie Blass, he's talking to be like, <laughs> WrestleMania for the ages. And, like, all this. When I was a kid, yeah. The WrestleManias, they showcase the immortals. Right, when he was a kid, and then people watching pay-per-view on, like, an over-the-air truck in, like, (laughs) India. Like, how did they get pay-per-view over there? I always would never understand those openings. I don't know. They're, they're like, in a hot tub and, like... But the biggest problem with that 
is the whole getting WrestleMania on like the airwaves. It's not. Yeah, can we on, get like, that? What the hell yeah, in the U.S.? Where that doesn't exist. So you're telling me if I fly to like Asia, I could just turn on the TV and it, like put the bunny rabbit ears yeah. up and WrestleMania comes through. Maybe that's how they get so many viewers for WrestleMania. It's over the air <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah, and, and in America, that's where they rip us yeah, off. They and just, charge us that's... sixty dollars <laughs> for a Kid Rock concert. Yeah. See my point. Well, only nine ninety nine now. You're right. Good plug, Quinn. Yeah. So the then we of course move to the main event, and that is probably the best Yokozuna match that there ever was in WWF. Really, you think? Yeah, I really do. Hmm. I'm not saying it's good. Um, I like his second Brett one too, though. That one's fun. At WrestleMania ten, that's like the big just... redemption. Yeah, I actually like that better though. Okay, I mean... And uh, with Piper as the ref, it's kind of fun. Again, it's all subjective, you know, I'm not... Yeah, I don't know. I never thought that was the best Yoko match. I don't like that he wins with the, the, you know, the salt, the ceremonial salt, as Alfred Hayes would call it. Yeah, because since when does salt make you get pinned? I don't know. Like, I just don't like... And it's WrestleMania. Why is that the way he wins? And, of course, the worst part of that is Hogan Uh, charging out. Right. And, like, that... That's where I that WrestleMania loses me because I, I don't like that Did ending. Did you even bring up the fact that Hogan and Beefcake tag teamed also in that pay-per-view? Yeah. Okay. Crony. Right. We brought up Crony, but like... Yeah, they fought for the tag titles. Yeah. They knock out... It's Money Inc. Money Inc. with the briefcase. Yeah. And then the ref is like out. So Jimmy Hart turns his jacket inside out. It has referee stripes on it. Yeah. All... Which, by the way, the refs at the time were wearing blue shirts. So, duh. Why does he have yeah, referee stripes? Any, why wouldn't he just have blue? It would Dummy. Be, that would be easier. Why did he have that anyway? He knew the ref would get knocked out, so he's like, I better wear my jacket just He's always ready to cheat when it comes to being a crony for Hogan. We didn't mention him as being a crony, Jimmy I, Hart. Yeah, he is a big crony. He's a big stooge for him. So overall, I'd say this. I'm not promulgating okay, that WrestleMania 9 is an extremely great pay-per-view. I'm it saying not. it's underrated, meaning it's Better than I think people give it credit for. That's my opinion. And I respectfully disagree. That's fine. We're going to be back right after this. It's yours? No, I... Mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys must have... Must have what? Look, Dad, it's Where did you get it? Dad, Answer me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. I never have ever eaten marijuana. I have never swore in front of my children. How many times, ladies and gentlemen, do you swear in front of your children? I don't know. And welcome back. It's time for our last segment here as this show has just flown by as we joyfully discuss old wrestling, Quinn. Um, this segment now is called Then and Now, and this is a segment where it's maybe your perspective has changed over all these years of being a fan. I'm excited to hear what Quinn's got in store for me. What do you got? So, you know how you had said in the previous segment, I believe, you actually had mentioned how you thought commentary really makes the uh, it makes the show, really, right? Yeah. It, it makes I it mean, easier it, to it, watch, It can make right? a big deal, yeah, definitely. And this is more a then and now where... I think a lot of people agree that this team was good. Okay. But believe it or not, at the time, I think people kind of ragged on these two. All right. 
J.R. and King. Hmm. If you recall back then, we used to constantly complain about J.R. screaming, you know, Austin 316 and just screaming too much and maybe not being good at being able to bounce stuff off of them. I've heard that complaint about J.R. at the time. Yeah. And, and King getting a little too puppies and, and very puppies. And, yeah, and, you know, just being ridiculous. But now we look back on it and we say, wow, that was like one of the best commentary teams ever. They were great in 1998. They were. Like, looking back, you can, they, they were really phenomenal were. during the Hell in the Cell. Yeah. It, most of 98, they were awesome. And then, obviously, you know, JR had the Bell's Palsy again. I mean, this. It's funny. It's it's not funny, though. Because, no, I, I, I meant funny in a good oh. way. I meant, like, that it's funny because as a kid, I kind of really, like, he kind of didn't miss a beat to me. When he came back, no, right. he didn't. He didn't. I, I thought that was really awesome, actually. King might have. King might have. Because he was not the same working with Cole for those few months there. Well, would you be the same working with Cole? And that's kind of my point Early here. Michael Cole especially. A lot with this stuff is that... If you compare the announcing to now, I would take JR and King 2007 version. Even if you compare the announcing to King and Vince previously. I liked King and Vince. But I think JR and King were the best team. And I'm not just saying that because they did most of the, of a really good era. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because they were genuinely a good team. They were a good team. Um, I agree. And the complaints that were leveled against them at the time, mm-hmm. like even myself, I think was based off just exhaustion. Yeah, you and I did used to complain a lot about them at the time. And that's kind of why I wanted to say then and now. It's It's obvious now, but I mean, some of the stuff we had to deal with I mean, even now, like, think, do you even, I know you don't watch as much now, but do you even know what the teams are now? Like, in it's, it's Cole. You got Cole. On Raw, right? Cole on Raw. Byron Saxon. Byron, and yeah. And JBL, right? No, it's, uh. Um, it's not JBL. I'm probably going to botch this, actually, but I think it's, uh, Cole, Graves, and Byron, I want to say. It's Graves now. Yeah, Graves is on roll. Is he still good? He's still good, but I'm saying like they mixed him up. With the bad. Yeah, because then Morrow. Um, Who was awesome. I can't even recall the, the lawyer guy's name. David Otunga. David Otunga and um, JBL. JBL. So JBL's not having fun with Maggle anymore? No, he's separated from Maggle. Is he, is he having fun, Morrow? Yeah. <laughs> ah. So yeah, um, it's just... It's just, it's not, this three-man team is another thing. Most three-man teams historically have not been good. I, like I mentioned before, I like the J.R. Savage, Bobby Heenan team. I know not everyone does. Yeah. J.R., Vince, and King were good in, like, 97. They they were good. Yeah, okay. Before Vince left. Right, right. They were good. I like that. And they didn't they do superstars together? Or am I mixing shows? They did Raw, uh, oh. Raw together for a while. Okay. And pay, some pay-per-views. Um, there were some bad three-man teams like Kevin Kelly, Michael Cole. And, <laughs> Anything Kevin and, Kelly is bad. Yeah. Kevin Kelly is one of the worst things ever. And and there's st- there's bad stuff like I think it was Taz, um, Mike Adamley, and like somebody else. Mike Adamley anything obviously <laughs> yeah. is bad. Um, Kevin Kelly, by the way, is one of my, my favorite moments of Kevin Kelly is the Pillman's Got a Gun <laughs> oh my, incident. He looks like he's going to pee his pants yeah. the whole oh time. God, he is so funny during that. Somebody oh, help! Oh, oh, <laughs> he sounds like a worried woman. He's <laughs> like No offense, ladies. And I know Kevin Kelly. I, I, I've heard he's a really good guy. And I'm he, sure he's a great he's still, guy. He, 
I know you don't really watch ROH programming. I don't really watch too much of it. I find him pretty good on now. Now that he's older and more seasoned, I find him he's okay. Pretty good as I've a stra- him. he's a straight man. He he's not he's nothing. He's not. I'm scared of everything. You know what kind of makes ROH hard to watch though is Steve Carino on commentary. That's true, and I I agree with you there. I think some would argue that they love Steve Carino. I don't like it. But I feel like that's more of an affectionate thing, like that they're just used to him or I something. I guess so. All right, fine. Yeah, Like, but he's our weirdo, yeah, basically. he's their king, kind of, I guess. Like, how king... King is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. especially in 98, which who, who we're talking about here. I like, I like 98, JR, and King. I don't particularly like 2000s version of them as much. And some of the ragging on JR I did was justified. He would constantly call Edge Christian. He would constantly mix up <laughs> names of moves, and I'm not saying it's an easy job. I'm not okay. I'm, and he was doing it for a number of years, and he yeah, was legitimately like recovering from Bell's palsy. So, but it doesn't screw up your mind. It doesn't screw up your think, mind, anyway. but you know his voice. He may have, he, yeah, you know, whatever. it wasn't so much his voice that bothered me. It was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. To an extent, I was probably too harsh on that team. I think back. a lot of people were. I really do. I think they were fatigued. They felt they were a little too extreme as Maybe. far as because the Attitude Era was a time of extremes. Yes. And, you know, it, maybe it just went a little too far. They did great with everything that they had to work with. They did. They the did Russo an excellent era. job. And they would, you know what I always liked about JR is that he would push the athleticism of yes. a competitor. If he was a former football player, JR would talk about it. I like that. I like that too. It makes it seem more real. And especially, you know, looking back, I kind of, I know it's not like loved or anything, but the brawl for all, I, the, if you ever listen to the commentary on that, it's actually like not bad. Really? Yeah, because it's like JR's like really hyping how these like, these guys, like even though they're like, they're kind of saying they're like, they're fake wrestlers, but they can really hurt each other. And JR's kind of doing a good job exemplifying I, I that. seem to remember Shawn Michaels being on commentary a lot during the brawl for all for some reason. Was he? I don't, I don't know. Wasn't don't there that know. period of time where we would look back and we're like, why is Shawn Michaels on commentary? Yeah, it was weird. I feel like that happened a lot. Yeah. I it, really do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I, I think if you're a newer fan now listening to us say that, you know, JR and King were, you know, underrated or got, you know, a lot of flack, it might seem unfathomable because I think now they are regarded. They're Hall of Famers. Yeah, they're you know? regarded as like a great team. But if you were a fan then, right? Yeah, I think it's true. A lot of people did. I mean, in in reviews of Raw at the time, yeah, they would com- constantly complain about King and Jr. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I was the, here and there. I was them. Too. like, there was time, there was times when I would, you know, appreciate them, and there's time when I'd be like, come on, I know, and. You know, they were up against competition as far as commentary, too. I thought, like we said last week, Shivani, Brain, pretty good. They were, yeah, and with Tanae. That was the with only Tanae. time I've liked Tanae. I liked Tanae back then. I don't like TNA Tanae. He I, was bad. T- he's here and there. but Ugh, He was not here. But but Tanae and, and, and Bobby and... Shivani, just a good team. They just were good. A good team. It was certainly better than when we started. Than when they started waddling out Mark Madden out there and stuff oh. like that. And Scott Hudson. I mean, Scott Hudson's right. okay, but Mark Madden especially. Yeah, that was, and remember when like OK or Oklahoma? What's his name? Yeah, yeah Oklahoma. Oklahoma Ed was, Ferrara. Yeah. Yeah, that crap. That was that bad. Was awful. 
They, WCW, yeah. They, it was it was spotty with the commentary, but they did have their go-to team. Mm-hmm. And there was competition, again, with JR yeah. and King. So there were po- probably people that would look over there and say, you know, I like them better. I thought Shivani, really, until about 98, 99, was a really good announcer. Yeah, you, said you, you had said that last week. He and really was. He really, really was good. And one thing I always liked about WCW was, is, again, they would they would treat it like it was a sport. That was their kind of approach on commentary. More so than 90s WWF, yes. Yeah, and I I appreciated that a lot, actually. I I know it's hokey that say best in our sport. and well, He did say that a lot. He said it a lot, but they also would talk about it, too. Like, Tanae would go on about the cruiserweights and tell us, like, kind of information about them that almost made them seem like boxers from a different region or okay, something. Fair. Like, and I, I always appreciated that approach to commentary. And WCW would um not shy away from the fact that these were wrestlers that were wrestling. Yeah, they didn't call them entertainers. Sports they entertainment. They didn't, they didn't use that. They were like, know? these guys are fighting each other. And yeah. like, as hokey as the NWO versus everything is, it's like they're fighting for supremacy of a sport. Like, they're, as a group, trying to conquer a sport. Well, Quinn, I don't know if it's the, the cleanse that I'm doing right now, but I'm, I'm tending to agree with you on this. And <laughs> you're, you're making WCW in the 90s sound very attractive here, and that's something I don't normally think. <laughs> so kudos to you, or maybe it's just the perfect cleanse. Maybe it um, is. <laughs> which, by the way, if Mr. Perfect did a cleanse, that would be the perfect cleanse. He's probably done multiple perfect cleanses. He, he's probably did them perfectly. Yep. Um, <laughs> JR and King were good, yeah. JR and King were good. I don't like the, the 2000s version when King started the turn face. I don't like the one when they dressed up JR like a sailor or whatever. Pardon me? Was he with King still? When they went to... No, they separated JR. I'm sorry. I'm mixing. Smackdown? They separated JR, and then he had to do the Halloween episode where he dressed up like a sailor and looked like an idiot. Whose idea do you think that might have been? That was Vince. Yeah, it must oh, have been. Oh, must have been, because Vince has tried to fire JR a million times. If anyone loved humiliating Jim Ross, it was Vince McMahon. I don't get it. I don't either. I really don't get it. I don't get how he had his best commentary guy and he mm-hmm. would belittle him constantly he hired him in april in april of 93 right and he was the lead announcer for wrestlemania and king of the ring and then all of a sudden vince is like nope not the guy like really well that's because he wasn't todd Pettypoo and you know all michael cole he didn't look like that no he didn't and that I, that's another thing we always rag on vince is he wants that look yeah but he never can find the voice to that look i still to this day think cole is so inferior and that's not even the 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 being exhausted of cole that's just the i just think cole is inferior i think he's only there because he fits something that vince wants he i agree that he fits something vince wants i think he's been a very good company man i agree with that he's he's like ian mooney or sean mooney in that case but um hi everybody i'm ian mooney yeah he's like him so (laughs) i don't know like you could replace that clip with, hi, everyone, I'm Michael Cole. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. But Cole has been there almost 20 years now. He's probably done anything Vince has asked him to do. He I has, doubt... and he looked like a twerp at the beginning, if you he recall. Did. They, he got humiliated by he the was rock DX, a lot. And DX's whipping boy for right. a while. He definitely doesn't have an easy job. I'm sure that's not easy to, to do that every Monday Night Live. I credit with... him for his longevity, yeah. but that's about it. I don't think that makes a good commentator. I think he had. Some, I don't think he calls moves, Joe. He he calls moves, but does he? That might be what Vince wants. Yeah, I mean, Vince 
Vince has never wanted to accept that it's a wrestling company. It's been a long time since he's been okay with being in the wrestling business. Yes, I Which agree. Which is with insane you. because he puts out documentaries about this industry and, you know. And that map the, of all the old territories. The territories. Which JR's like, this is where you had Bob Goggle and you had Don yeah. Mullen. And he loves to talk about that. Stu Hart in uh, Western Canada and Montana. But when it comes to going against um, Monday Night Football and stuff, he wants to be. Uh, he wants to be them. You know, he's yeah, always he, wanted to be like in that same quote-unquote universe you know yeah no it's true it is true and he's and it, never it, it's never gonna happen and it, it affects the commentary i mean byron, it, affects, it affects the product yeah, yeah byron and byron i mean one of these all you have to say and byron an earlier example of that um from the later part of the uh, last decade would be um mike adamley right adamley was an attempt to go to that more professional sports route yeah and he had a great voice too he did but he was Mike Adamley. He was he was horrible. Yeah, put and some elevation not, on that dick. Yeah, that's Reach not. Reach out and touch someone. Yeah, Jamaican me crazy. Jamaican me crazy. The Taz. Mike the, the Taz, Miz. Mike the Miz. I mean, the close. Jess Harvey. Jess Harvey. And that's just like a few. I mean, Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the quotes go on and on. And it's, it's a shame, too, because he really did have a good voice. He blew it so early. And what happened really was that it was just he was never going to recover. No, he was never. He was never going to recover. Did. It was too. It was too late. The fans knew that he was. A, the fans knew he was afraid of him. He was afraid of the fans. He I, probably you, was. You could he smell was it. so nervous every time he yeah. was out there. So it's not hyperbole. I mean, he really was that bad. And the, if you're a younger viewer, you weren't watching at the time, you didn't miss much. But if you uh, check out Mike Adamley on YouTube, it is There's he is as bad as we say. Oodles and oodles of quotes. But I mean, again, Adamley is another attempt to really go towards that, you know, clean-cut, real sports announcer kind of guy. Yep. And, I mean, we had talked about Sean Mooney. He was kind of a plus, but, I mean, you know. Sean Mooney I, was good at that. You know, then we get the Todd Pettengills of the world. Not as good at that. And, you know, all the other kind of just weirdos, like, in, that they would have in the back, like a Josh Matthews, who's now on TNA. But, you know, there's just so many just – just yeah. weird attempts to Josh to, Matthews was that was he was he was he was okay for a while and then his nose bled on live that television. Was funny. And Todd Grisham, yeah, was another one. Todd Grisham, which was you know what's a weird diversion. Speaking of that kind of time, mm. uh, Matt Stryker. I thought he was good. For a I while. liked him, but then he got a little too marky. They, Vince that probably the, started pushing that. I, I guarantee you, someone someone probably told him to make that a, his character. That's another weird diversion. Vince has never gone for marks. Yeah, and, but and and with with Stryker, he wanted a guy that was a like I guess so. Or he didn't. Maybe he didn't want it. They discovered it, and he kind of ran with it. Maybe I I don't you know I don't know. And I, I love Stryker on Lucha Underground now. Yeah, Stryker's great. I mean, but, he's a good wrestling announcer. He's he's funny and he's, and he knows wrestling. He knows wrestling, right? But yeah, Jr. King are kind of to me. They are the gold standard, and the only other there's only two other equals really is Jesse and Gorilla, Gorilla. and Gorilla and Bobby. and Bobby, and 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 those two teams. And I'd love to talk about this all night. We we can't. We're just about out of time. Uh, um, those two teams, Gorilla and Jesse and Gorilla and Bobby, are very good in in two different ways. Um, right. One team, Jesse and Gorilla, are very analytical and they keep it very sport like. Yeah, Jesse and Gorilla. I you know Jess is serious, like he's talking about how yeah why they hate each other yeah and, you know how even the, the moves even and the moves right that and that's what i was going to say is how the holds affect mm -hmm. the guys and and they and can that. be funny too yeah. uh girl and bobby are are the funniest team right but they can also be serious right and they'll talk about 
you know, just the little ins and outs of yeah. wearing them down and things like that. They'll do they'll mix it in with their humor. So yeah, exactly. So I'd say to those wrap, are the, the big three. To wrap this up here, I'd say yeah that J.R. and King are is the the best of both worlds from that mentality for the right. '90s for the era that they were in. They fit the time. They really did. They and were kind of like the gorilla and Bobby of their time. I the, think they closely matched that. More I, so. I agree. And that will do it for our show. Yeah. It has been a great time talking with you, Fantastic. Quinn, as always. I could do this all night, but this is only a one-hour show. Be sure, please, to check us out on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can also email us at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That's OVPPodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to also maybe leave us a comment on our Facebook page. Yeah, go to, go for it. Subscribe right? on iTunes. Subscribe on Google Play. Why not? You got nothing to lose. Yeah. You're at work. We're here for you, folks. We're here for you, folks. We're not doing this for the money because, trust me, this doesn't pay well. So that'll be it for our show. This well, has been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Can't wait week. to talk some more, can't right? Can't wait to talk some more. Send us your comments. Send us your thoughts. What do you think's underrated? What do you think's overrated? Let us know. What's a missed opportunity? We want to hear from you. Anything else, Quinn? That's all I got for this week. All right. We'll see you. Have a good one. See you.